Welcome to an encouraging word from Pastor Elliot Warren from Cross Culture Church in Houston, Texas. Today I'm going to be talking to you about drawing near to God and, and through lining up with God. We've been talking about drawing near to Him, getting close to Him, and we think when, when we're talking about that, oh, I need to pray more, need to meditate more, and I believe that's a part of it. But a lot of it is actually walking it out. It's lining your life up with the Lord. And as we line our lives up with the Lord, um, God's Spirit increases in our life. The grace of God increases. So as you line up with what God has, has for you, there's a grace in that place. There's an there's a, uh, extra uh, presence of the Lord, if you want to say it that way. There's there's more ability to get things done. And sometimes there's a hindering when you're not doing that. I was reminded recently of Derek Prince, who, who had a, a ministry that went all around the world. In fact, a lot of the churches that were planted in Africa, um, they used all of Derek Prince's materials like to, to set the foundations, to do the initial teachings. And to, he was such a great teacher. But um, I've heard him share his story where God told him when sometime he kept putting in his heart to get on the radio, to, to do a radio ministry. And so uh, he put it off and put it off and put it off. And years later, he, he, he started doing the radio ministry. And boom, immediately things took off. God began to increase in his ministry. God began to use him and the ministry in a different dimension. <laughs> so he was going, wow, that's where the grace of God was for me. Even though God was using me, when I took that turn into that new thing, there was a greater dimension of release and grace on my life. And I want to encourage all of you today because this is a season of turning. This is a season of change. And God wants to bring us all individually. And I believe as a church body at Cross Culture into new things. I believe he's going to do this in the church at large in our nation right now. There is a huge turn going on. And it's a turn of form and a turn of substance. You know, you've got this story where where um, uh, in the Old Testament, in Judges, there was this group of men, and they sought the Lord. God, should we fight this battle? Do you want us to fight this battle? And God's will was yes. So they fight the battle, and guess what? They lose, and they're, they're perplexed. So they seek the Lord more. God, do you want us to fight this battle? And, they, and God speaks to them again. Yes, I want you to fight that battle. So they fight and they lose again. You might wonder, hey, are we hearing from the Lord or not? Are we doing what God wants us to do or not? So they're going, we're so confused about this. Well, in their case, they go back again to God. And this time they consecrate their hearts. They repent of things, of their sins. They turn to God. They're going, wait a minute. You know what? We can't go through just the motions of church or of following the Lord. We've got to really dedicate our hearts. And they returned their hearts to the Lord. And they said, God, do you want us to go fight again? The third time God says, yes, go again. Now, the only difference here is their hearts are in a different place. They have consecrated themselves to the Lord. Then guess what? They fight. The outpouring takes place. They have a huge victory. 
The reason they got that victory was because of their consecration. It's a heart change. And God is definitely going to bring a heart change in the church in this hour. God's going to bring a heart change in individual lives in this hour. He's going to the things where there's been compromise, where there's been playing around with God, doing things halfway, serving God halfway. God's going to bring the fire, right? Now, it's interesting to me that this, th these people that they were fighting against, they weren't godly. Why were they winning? You see, there's, there's something to be learned to be, you know, to learn in that example where somehow if we're serving the Lord and doing something in the name of the Lord, it doesn't matter how bad it is, what, you know, what we're up against. If we're not right, we're not going to win. It's not, well, they're a little better than they are, so you're going to... It takes absolute devotion and dedication because we're in a spiritual war, we're in a spiritual battle. We can't go forward in life unless our hearts are lined up with God, right? So there we see, we see what? They had to have a heart turn to be where God is for success. There's another story in the New Testament where Paul, his heart is right, but he's going along and, it, and God is sort of resisting him. He's trying to go here to minister. Mm, the Holy Spirit won't let him. It's like, like almost God's resisting him. Maybe there's some circumstantial things happening where, God, where he's going, you know what? I feel like this, this isn't the devil resisting me. I feel like God doesn't want me to go there. And God doesn't want me to go there. So what are they having to do? They're having to seek God. God, what do you want us to do? God, what do you want us to do? And they have a dream or a vision. And the, a man from Macedonia is going, come over here. Right? And, they're having, and, and they actually go through the process of saying, hey, I think that must be God talking to us through that experience, that wasn't just you, that was God. And that vision is God saying, we need to go to Macedonia, right? And they go to Macedonia. It wasn't easy, but God was with them. They begin to see miracles happen. And before they, they leave, this is where the whole prison shakes. The doors open, the chains fall. I mean, a, a huge miracle outbreak happens a huge demonstration of the power of God came and Macedonia experienced a massive revival and the church grew there like crazy after that happened. I mean, so you look at the first situation in Judges and what was happening there. The hearts had to turn. You look at the situation with Paul and what had to happen. The strategy had to change. God was doing something different. He was turning him and he was like, Paul, you can keep going in the direction you wanted to go in, but I'm not going to be there for you very much. I'm over here, and, and, and unless you turn and go where I'm going, you are not going to experience the flow and the power of God in your ministry. And I want to extrapolate that, and I would say, yes, in our ministry, and in your individual life, and in what God's called you to do. You've got to turn and be in alignment with what God's called you to do. And I want to encourage all of you because I believe this is a now word for us individually. It's a now word for the church. You're going to have to line up with God in this hour if you want to be where God wants you to be. And if you want to be in this next season and the next place 
where God has called you to be. I believe you probably are beginning to recognize there's something more, there's something new, there's something different for me. If you want to get there, you're going to have to do it through God. You're going to have to do it through turning with God, turning your heart where it needs to turn, turning the logistics of what you're doing to, to, to line up with what God wants to do because you have to do what God wants to do and you've got to do it how God wants to do it. <laughs> but if you'll do that, I'll guarantee you, you're going to see a huge move of God. But you're going to have to turn. You're going to have to turn. You're going to have to pay attention. Just like when they, they had to pay attention to that guy from Macedonia that they had in a vision going, hey, do you know, come over here. You know, you're going to have to pay attention and start seeking the Lord in all different kinds of things like this, right? So let me give you a little bit of an illustration here. Moses was in the wilderness. He'd been there for like 40 years. He was in his rhythm. I bet he's really enjoying God. Man, I think I could almost enjoy being in the wilderness like that, right? You're there with the sheep. You're taken care of. You know, you got your rhythm. He's praying every day. He's got something to do. He's enjoying his God. You know, he's enjoying his family. And then one day um, he, he's walking and he's, he sees there's a bush that's burning. Maybe he wouldn't have paid much attention to it, but he recognized that it did not burn up. It's still intact. So it says, it says this, Moses saw, this is in Exodus chapter 3, Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it didn't burn up. So Moses thought, I'm going to go over and see this strange sight, why the bush doesn't burn up. And when the Lord saw that he'd gone over to look, why does the Bible say that? What an interesting expression. When the Lord saw, you know the Lord knows Moses turned, but he's bringing it to our attention the way it's said. When the Lord saw Moses turned to look, he had gone over to look. God called from him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Man, this is so key. What God's saying here is when you will turn and pay attention to his signs, to what he's signing to you, and you start to examine and look at things, he's going to communicate more clearly to you. You're going to recognize what he's saying. I believe there's so many of us today, God is giving us a burning bush. He's giving us a dream where there's a guy going like this. He's doing something to get our attention. And God's like, I just want you to start paying attention and start seeking me out because the season has changed. Now, look at this with Moses. The season had already changed, but Moses did not know it. God has already decided, I'm going to do something different right now. That's exactly what it is in this hour, right? And then one day there's a burning bush. That's just like it is today. And I'm just encouraging you. I believe that if you'll pay attention to what God is saying, you're going to hear exactly what God wants to tell you in this hour, right? Now, I don't know how you know, God's going to direct each one of us individually. But I can tell you, you have to seek the Lord. Now, we think seeking the Lord is always praying. 
It's got to have praying, right? But it's also always looking for God in everything we're going through. Your dreams, your experiences, things people say to you. Some, you know, there, there are times in the Bible where an ungodly non-Christian said something and God was speaking through that person. So you have to be sensitive to recognize, you know what? God is saying something. I need to pay attention. God's trying to get my attention. We're not supposed to be like people that just walk around and we don't know our left from our right. We're supposed to be those that are always seeking for direction. Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord in all things. It's a continual thing we're supposed to be doing. The Bible says this in Ephesians 5.10. It says, try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Isn't that a strange verse? Try to discern. What it means by try is give the effort. It means don't just, you're not even trying, right? It's not saying try like maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. Because God said if you'd seek him, you'd find him, doesn't he? So when he says try to discern, he's saying uh, don't be just like flippantly just going around, oh, you know, whatever the Lord's will is. He says no, try to discern, give effort to discern what's pleasing to the Lord. Now, think of that first one phrase there, pleasing to the Lord. He might be talking about righteousness and unrighteousness, doing what's right, but I believe it goes beyond that where God is saying He wants us to learn to discern, learn to discern what God's specific will is, right? And then He says, I want to know exact I want you to know exactly what that will is and I want you to discern it. It's as if it's already there for you to figure out. But your role is to discern what the will of the Lord is, to pray, to think through things, to see how God is speaking to you and he doesn't always speak the same way. He's very multidimensional. Recently I've just noticed, now, I've noticed that in this hour, the Holy Spirit presence is more heavy than it was in the last season. There's no doubt about that. God's doing something already. He's pouring out in a new dimension. But recently, I've noticed um, the Holy Spirit might come upon me like in a conversation or something. And I remember one time it, it was happening just so strongly. I'm going, this is the craziest thing. But then after that, I've, when I'll talk about certain ideas and certain things that God might have us do, I notice the Holy Spirit just like, whoom, whoom. And I'm going, wow, wait a minute. The Holy Spirit's getting heavy again. And it's, I'm talking about the same thing I was talking about last time. Are y'all with me? So I'm going, wait a second. I think God's in the conversation. I think God's going, oh, I like that. And when he comes, he's going, I am there, right? So I know, you know, uh, I, I have experienced this many times when I preach. I sense an increase of presence on me. And I know God is emphasizing something when I'm preaching, right? But here, here it is. I'm just talking. And it just seems like I'm casually talking about something or getting, having ideas and 
boom, the Holy Spirit comes. And I'm going, you know what? That's God emphasizing I'm in that idea. You need to mull around where I am a while and let me redefine things. Paul's going, hmm, I think God's in this dream you had. I think God's in this vision where this guy's going, hey, come over here. They're mulling it over. They're thinking it through. They're talking it out. And they end up exactly where God wants them to be. Anyway, you see, we need to sort of figure out how's God speaking right now because there's no question the season has changed. There's no question that God's already pouring out His Spirit, but it's just in the beginning stages. I mean, what's happening right now is just a little bit, and I would say, I'd say the two things are, are happening where the outpouring is coming. One is the turnus, the, the anointing is coming to turnus, and the other thing is the presence is coming where we have started lining up with God and what God's will is right now. Those, those are the two things. But I want to mention something right here about this, this outpouring that I believe is coming, the one that's here and the one that's coming. I want, you to, I want you to give an illustration to you of a ship, okay? Think about a big ship in the ocean, and it's going like this, and all of a sudden it gets orders to go in that direction, right? Now, it doesn't go... It doesn't turn, a sharp turn, and foom, just go in the other direction immediately, does it? It has to slow down. And it's, it, the, but it needs power. But the power comes to the ship to, to turn it. And it's going, <laughs> you know, what the ship would do, that, that deep noise when it's just turning, it's turning. It's turning. There's power that's needed for the turning, right? But when the ship is in the right direction, then what happens? The thrust and the gas, I mean, you give it full steam ahead, right? Why? Because it's pointing in the right direction. This is exactly what God's doing in lives right now. It's what God's doing in the church right now. It's what God is doing. He is empowering us now to turn. He's empowering us now to be where God wants us to be, to line up with Him. It might be, as I said earlier, in heart, where your heart needs to line up with Him. Absolutely. Where there are things where you need to get compromise out of your life, where you need to get free from any things that you have allowed to cling to you, things where you have held on a little bit to the world, where you thought, oh, that little bit doesn't matter. No, God's like, I want it absolutely, right? Man, you let go of it absolutely, you, what a freedom you're going to have. And, or it might be in form, where you might actually need to do something different, do things differently. You see, this is that time where there's a huge turning going on in the body of Christ and in our church and in our lives. And I will tell you, as we are turned toward God and we are lined up with God's will, there is going to be a massive outpouring to bring this ship exactly where God wants it to be. It's a wonderful time to be alive. It's a wonderful time to be connected with the things of God. So I want to encourage you. And also, like I said, God's already pouring out in some areas. You know what? If you start reaching out to people and telling people about Christ, you're going to be surprised how effective that is right now. You know why? Because God's already started 
working in people's hearts. If you step there, you're going to find God's there. If you think about making disciples, spending time with people, talking to them about God, inviting them even to Zoom service or Facebook service, you're going to find there is a new move of God already there, and you'll jump into it at some level just by doing that because God is so into that right now. Amen? There's another example that illustrates this, this um, you know, fact that I was trying to illustrate through the uh, ship example. And Jesus gave this example, and it's about wineskins. What he said was this. If you put new wine in an old wineskin, what happens? You lose all the wine, right? Now, what's the precious part? The precious part is the wine, right? So if you put new wine into an old wineskin, you'll lose the wine, right? It can't contain the wine. And I believe what God is saying here is God can't put the new thing he's doing into an old system. He can't put it into old mindsets, and he can't put it into old crusty hearts. There has to be a renewing of the heart, and there's going to have to be an alignment with the system and the format that God wants to use in this hour. Amen? And man, I just believe as it happens, it's going to be amazing what we see. I mean, I sense this, and I'm, I'm in so excited about it. You know, again, I could look at what's going on right now and say, oh man, you know, church is smaller than it used to be. Everybody's afraid of COVID or Delta and did, or whatever, you know, and all this stuff's happening. But it's like I'm almost, I'm almost oblivious to that because I'm going, wow, but look what God is saying. God's bringing insight. God's bringing direction. There are new things getting ready to take place. And as a matter of fact, I believe COVID, even though it's been bad, God's going to use it for good in the church. And it's been exactly what God has used to bring some of this turning that's been happening. Y'all remember last week I said, that there's sometimes when God says he's, he's got to put a bit and bridle in a horse's mouth, and he's talking about his people. He says, sometimes I just have to do that to jerk them to where they need to be, to jerk them into obedience, right? And that's what COVID has done for us. It's been like the bridle in our mouths where God goes, okay, I've been telling y'all that I wanted you to do things differently. Y'all have known there was something different to do, but now I'm just going to have to jerk you where I want you to be. So just like the, the you know, the COVID has been the, the bit and bridle in our mouth and we've gone, poo, okay, God. <laughs> you know, we're willing, we'll do whatever, but the Lord had to pull us in the right direction. And it wasn't just the ministers, it's the people too. The people didn't want to go in a different direction either. It's the whole church was just stuck in, the, in our comfort zone of, you know, doing what we wanted to do. But I tell you what, there is a, Definite change. God has been in this, and we haven't even seen yet where it's going to end up. Now, I talked about the bit and the bridle. This next part that God's going to have to do, you're going to have to be more sensitive than just to have a bit and bridle in your mouth because God's going to change the substance of things. He's not just going to change the form. He's going to change the substance. And church is going to look so different. That's why I'm excited about what I was telling you we're going to be doing soon. You know, having church, body ministry, worship, prayer, testimonies, word, sharing, different kinds of things. We need to stoke the things of the Holy Spirit and of the Word of God as we get together. I'm so looking forward to that. 
And that's going to be here. Amen. We're going to be doing that right here. But um, beyond that, there are going to be so many other things that I believe God's doing right now in the church. I just mentioned a few really quickly here, but I definitely believe God's said and put his emphasis on the fact that he's going to be on, in center stage again. Jesus Christ is going to be taking center stage, and we're going to be in awe of him. And in the model and the heart that's getting ready to come, we're going to truly be worshiping him. It's going to be a Jesus encounter. It's going to be a God encounter. And it's not going to just be when we all get together. It's going to be in our homes. It's going to be within families. It's going to be as people get together. And, and that's going to be happening more and more and more. I mean, it's going to be where God is just so exciting. Church is going to begin to be more and more exciting. You won't want to ever miss church because you're having an encounter with Jesus in a multifaceted way there. Body ministry is happening. People are sharing words of knowledge, prophetic words. There are prophecies that are beginning to bubble up. Church is beginning to be exciting. Yes, maybe some people are stumbling through things and making some mistakes. Maybe it's a little messy, but there's so much love there. There's so much honoring of God. We're just so excited about God increasing and experiencing Him in all of His dimensions. In the new thing that comes, the fear of God's going to be there, by the way. And there'll be times when, I believe, when we'll be on our face before the Lord. There won't be a comfort of you living in your sin and wanting to stay that way in church. That won't be there anymore in the real church. God's presence is going to be among us. There's no way you'll go to church and leave church without being touched by God's presence. That's exactly the way church was intended to be. That's the way it's going to be. And it's not going to be just because it's from the preacher or just because, oh, the praise team is there. No, it's going to be body ministry. There's going to be things happening all over the church, so to speak, all over with individuals. People are going to get ministered to. It's going to be hard for you to go to church with a need and somehow not have somebody meet that need, whether it's give you a word or whatever, or you get it. Maybe you do get it through your worship time. It's just God loves to minister. And the stronger his presence is, the more Jesus is manifesting in service, the more we all experience it. Man, I want that. I want to experience God so much more than I have already. And I love to experience it in church, too. Okay, so, man, I, I believe that the level of miracles are going to greatly intensify. You know, Jesus, Jesus never goes, man, I hate these miracles. I wish, I wish they'd stop. I think, well, I think I'm going to stop them later. I just can't. No, that's, he loved the miracles. He loved to see people healed. Remember that time he goes, you see this woman? She's been crippled for 18 years by Satan. Don't you think God wants to set her free today? He's telling this because it was done on the Sabbath. And they're like, man, this is, this is so crazy. God doesn't want to heal. No, that's not God because it wasn't done right. You did, you did it on the Sabbath. And Jesus is like, okay, it just happened on the Sabbath on purpose to mess up your mind so you can realize, don't you realize your priorities are wrong? You know, some of the most religious people, they can find a problem with everybody. They can criticize everybody. Oh, they're not doing this right. Oh, they're not doing that right. Jesus is like, can't you see your heart's the problem? That's why you are finding fault with things that even God's in, right? That'll always happen. That's the craziest thing. You know, when you, when you go where God is, 
you're going to have some kind of resistance to that. There's going to be some kind of, don't go there. Don't do that. You know, the devil will throw everything he can at you. But I'm telling you, when you're walking with the Lord, there's an envelope of faith and the Holy Spirit around you. He comes around us like a bronze wall, and we can do anything in the Lord. All we have to do is have faith in God and keep our eyes on Him. He'll lead us through everything. So, well, I just I would just want to encourage you, wherever you are today, to step out and get on that bridge. This is the hour of turning. This is the hour of going from one place to the next place. And to get there, you're going to have to be willing to let go of solid ground. And what I mean by solid ground, I mean what you're used to, what, you, what you're comfortable with. And you've got to be willing to step out on the bridge to get to where God is. Now, we had this illustration somewhat with Peter. You remember Peter's in the boat? He sees Jesus on the water really far away. And he says, call me so that I can be where you are. Call me to be where you are. And to be where Jesus is, guess what Peter had to do? He had to step out of this secure ground, so to speak, of the boat. And he had to step out on water. And God is saying in this hour, I want you to step out of the boat and step on water. And just to jar your imagination, because we use that illustration so often, let's use the bridge. Imagine this bridge. It's a rope bridge. Have y'all ever been on a rope bridge? Sways back and forth. It might be strong, but it's, you know, just imagine you're going on this rope bridge and it's sort of long and you look down. I mean, and it looks like it's forever going down and there are rocks at the bottom, right? And in your mind, you're going, oh, if that bridge doesn't work, if that bridge doesn't work, I might die. Who knows what might happen? And what happens if the bridge starts falling apart and it won't contain my weight? And what happens if there's a big wind while I'm out there? And what happens if it starts raining? And da, 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 you see, but, but Jesus is on the other side of that bridge. And he is saying, come forth, come forth to where I am. The only way you're going to be able to get where God wants you to be in this hour is for you to be willing to step out on that bridge, to leave land, and you're going to have to grab hold of the rope and you've got to stop looking down at the danger. You need to stop looking at the swaying and you need to just focus your eyes on Jesus. And as long as you do that, and you keep going forward, you're going to get to the other side. And I would say, hold on tightly to the rope because Jesus is the one calling you to the other side, but he's also the bridge. Jesus is the way to get to the other side. You're going to have to hold on to Jesus the whole way. But man, the experience of the bridge is amazing. You're going to develop your faith. You're going to develop your focus. You're going to develop your oneness with God and you're trusting in the Lord. He's saying, come forth, take a step forward. If you'll step forward, I will be with you. I will direct you a step at the time. I will not let you be blown off that bridge. I'm going to take care of you. And if you'll keep walking, I will bring you to the other side. 
right now. It's a time of transition, of walking on water, of stepping out on that bridge, of trusting God. But I guarantee you, that bridge experience is going to be transformational in your life. The bridge experience is going to change you. You're going to be so close to God, so depending on Him. And, and I guarantee you as well, if you'll keep looking at Jesus and keep holding on to Him, you're going to get to the other side. And the whole process of the bridge is going to be so transformational. It's not only going to change the structure and the form of where you are, it's going to be transformational for you on the inside and it's going to form in here what God needs to do, what He wants to do on the other side of the bridge, the next season we're all going to. I hope you're connecting with what I'm saying here because I believe it is so in God. There is a new season. Jesus is the door. He's the bridge. He's the key. And He's also the destination. He's where we're going. And when we get there, there's going to be an amazing outpouring of glory and power because we're going to be lined up exactly where He wants us to be. Our form would have changed. Our hearts would have changed. Our lives would have changed. Everything's going to be different. God's getting ready to change everything. Write that down. God's getting ready to change everything. It's going to be different. Shake yourself out of the past. Be willing to step out because I am telling you things are going to be different. Praise God for that. Okay, let me just reiterate and summarize these things. And I I just know God's in this. Okay, the season has changed. If you want breakthrough in your life, you're going to have to press into it. You're going to have to press into Him. You need to connect and go where God is right now. You might have to turn. You're going to have to turn your life from your busyness, from your day-to-day, -day, oh, this is my rhythm. Like Moses, you're going to have to stop in your rhythm and go, wait a second, and pay attention. It's those times of paying attention that are going to snap you out of your rhythm of what you've been doing, where you're going to start to wake up. Once you start paying attention to what God's saying, the wake up happens. God begins to speak to you. So you need to turn and pay attention. And then God's going to speak to you and you're going to need to be willing to take risks. If you remember, Moses was like, oh no. Sometimes when God begins to speak to us new direction, we're going, oh no, I don't know how to do that. I'm not fit to do that. I, God, and God's like, I'm going to be there for you. That's the whole point. It's not about you. It's about me. Keep your eyes on me, right? So he's saying as he speaks, let go, step out, trust him. It's going to be good. Just like he came through with Moses and Moses was going, how in the world can I do this? God says, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I just want you to look to me. All I need you to do is look to me. You don't need to be so great this or that. You don't need to be so gifted. No, don't even worry about that. All I need you to do is look to me and trust me and step out in Jesus' name. As you line up, as you line up with God, as you go through this process, the power of God is going to come on your life, the grace and the enabling, the empowering of God. You're going to be in the right place at the right time in the right season. You're going to be where God wants you to be you're going to be in the situation God wants you to be in. And the grace, the enabling of God is going to be there in a much greater dimension. And I would just say, if it's your timing in this, the grace of God is going to evaporate where you've been. You'll get, start to get frustrated uh, more and more if you're in a, in a situation where the grace of God is evaporating. God's like, you better pay attention right now. It's a time of, of turning. It's a new season already. 
I'm already giving you signs. It's time for you to pay attention, to start turning. I'll turn, but you've got to focus on me. You've got to seek me. You've got to pray through things. I'll get you where you, you need to go. And it's going to be amazing. And you'll be so happy that you went through the process. That's where we are. Amen? Well, Father, we thank you for the grace of God helping us to go forward. We thank you, Lord. We're not going backwards. We're going forward. And Father, we're not like those who cower and just say, oh, we can't do it. No, you've taught us through the Word of God that you'll be with us. And God, we take courage through the Word of God. Moses didn't even have this Word. Abraham didn't even have this Word. We've got this Word. We've been given so much more than what they had. And God, we thank you. We're going to be able to go so much further in so many ways. Lord, we thank you that we're living in an amazing time in history. What an amazing turn you're bringing about in your world, in this world, so to speak, and in the church world. What an amazing season. God, and it's not only in the church, it's in our individual lives. You're bringing us into new things. All you want us to do to, is to make us aware of it. Uh, excuse me, to, to make, all, all we need to do to be made aware of it is to turn toward you and to listen and to give you focus. So Lord, we thank you. This is the hour of that happening. We're connecting with it. We're connecting with you. And Lord, we are so looking forward to the grace that's coming our way, the power coming our way in this hour. Lord, we bless your name today. God, we worship you. And Lord Jesus, we love, we love you. Lord, we want to say too, for those that are still holding on, they're holding on to old things. Some people are holding on today to some little things, some, some of them little sinful pleasures or just little attitudes. They know those attitudes are wrong. And it's sort of like, well, it doesn't really matter. That's such a, it's like a subconscious thing almost. Lord, I just thank you. This is the hour you're going to put your finger on that. Lord, where there's any compromise, God, because it can't go to where we're going. It, can't, it's, it just can't be there. Lord, I thank you for the spirit of conviction in this hour, cleaning your people up, delivering us from demonic lies and demonic strongholds and things. God, I'm asking you, touch lives. Lord, even right now, Father, I pray for the spirit of deliverance to come on everybody who's listening right now. Spirit of deliverance, come, touch their life. Settle on everyone right now in Jesus' name. Lord, where there needs to be conviction, bring that about right now. Father, where there needs to be a power encounter, God, I just pray right now, it either come today but it, or it come as this process is walked out. But Lord, I thank you. People are going to be delivered from demonic strongholds that have um, pestered them and hindered them in life. In Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that there's a cleansing, a cleansing of the old. Uh, the old is passing away. The old is being moved away. The old is going. It's being washed. Jesus is washing the old out of the way. What a grace coming to wash the old out. Um, God's not upset He's wooing you forward. He's, he's saying, let go also of things that have been holding you back. Trust me. Trust me. My way's better. My way's better. My way's more fulfilling too. So Lord, I thank you for doing that today. Thank you, Lord, for preparing us and giving us every idea and inspiration that we need in this hour. We look to you, Lord. We connect to you, Lord. God, we pray, make it real in this hour. Lord, we pray it wouldn't be about religion God, make it real. May everybody connect to you in this hour. May their prayer lives be amazing. May the fellowship with the Holy Spirit and with the Lord Jesus be amazing and real. God, may every person know you in truth and in spirit. 
God, do that. Draw, draw, draw every man and woman and child to you. Draw, draw, draw deeper into the things of God. Lord, we pray you put a hunger in every life right now, a hunger to go deeper, a hunger to know you more, a hunger that causes us to not be satisfied with lesser worldly things and we're just worldly pursuits. God, let there be a divine hunger that's on the inside of us that would make us just count this stuff, like Paul said, as rubbish that we might know him. Let that priority thing be in our hearts where we're like, oh, this stuff is nothing compared to the vision of what I know is in front of us in God. Oh, Lord, Lord, we pray, cover this season now. Lord, we commit our lives to you, God. Bring us to that place you've called us to be in this hour and the hour to come. In Jesus' name, amen.